Frack, 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 there you go. Ha 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 ha. That's the F bomb for sci fi fans. Okay, and this is the breathe in, giggle out portion of the show. Okay. <laughs> crack a joke, you can get it going for an hour. Don't tell anyone, but this was definitely the most fun podcast that I've been on yet. And I've been on a few. We're in conversation anyway. Josh, Liberty, we're going to have company! You're listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron DeMott, Josh Hart, and Liberty Spidell. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm one of your hosts, Liberty Spidell, and today on our show, we have Kat Heckenbach. Kat is the author of Finding Angel and Seeking Unseen, which are both entries in the series The Toke Island Chronicles, which is a young adult series that uh, Kat has been working on for a few years. Uh, she has an origin in biology, math, and art, and you will be interested to hear how that uh, led to her journey as an author and how it informs her as an author as well. Today in the episode, we talk about how the Lord of the Rings figures into Kat's favorite character in her book. Hint, there's a magical electrical guitar involved, and it is absolutely hilarious. And I I want to read this book now just because of the magical electric guitar. Unlike many of our guests, Kat is adamant about the setting in her books and you'll have to find out why and when she tells you what uh she thinks about the setting in her books i think you'll understand why she sets them where she does she also talks about the reasons for writing fantasy and some sheep come up in our conversation you'll have to sit in and listen to the reasons on that one we get into some trivia about the avengers and how that figures into Kat's answer to our superhero question, which, if everybody knows that, that is our favorite question of the night almost always. So that's what's up ahead with Kat Heckenbach tonight. Um, in addition to that, there's really not much else going on uh, behind the scenes, though Aaron DeMott is running a Goodreads uh, giveaway for his book and if you go over to goodreads.com and go to the giveaways section and look for Aaron uh, his book is there and you can register for that I think it's through the end of May or maybe the 15th of June um, but um, be sure to head over there and enter for your chance to win he is giving only one copy away I'm trying to get him to increase that to a few more so maybe if he gets a lot of uh, entries in his giveaway maybe he'll give away a couple more copies that's about all we've got for this episode of lasers dragons and keyboards so without further ado here's the show enjoy Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm one of your hosts, Liberty Spidell. I am another of your hosts, Josh Hart. I know nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> 
<laughs> Always glad to help. <laughs> Today on our show, <laughs> besides our know-nothing person, we have Kat Heckenbach, and she spent her childhood with a pencil and sketchbook in hand, knowing she wanted to be an artist when she grew up. So naturally, she graduated from college with a degree in biology, went on to teach math, and now homeschools her two children while writing. Her fiction ranges from lighthearted fantasy to dark and disturbing, with multiple stories published online and in print. Her YA fantasy series includes Finding Angel and Seeing Unseen, and is available in print and ebook. Enter her world at www.katheckenbach.com. Welcome, Kat. Hi. Thanks for being on the show. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Great. So well, we're going to start off with some rapid-fire questions and move into uh, the meat of the show. So what is your name? What is your quest? And what is your favorite color? <laughs> I better get these right, right? Uh, Correct. <laughs> my name is Kat Heckenbach, and yes, you pronounced it right. Uh, my quest, <laughs> my quest these days, honestly, is just getting my son through geometry with as little bloodshed as possible. Uh, <laughs> Good we homeschool, um, mm -hmm. and my favorite color is, judging by my wardrobe at least, black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I did not fall off the bridge, did I? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not yet. Uh, well, either you haven't or we're all, we're all off the oh. bridge. <laughs> we're just a distinct oh, possibility with this group. <laughs> Right, before we go off into Rabbit Trail too quickly, tell us about Seen Unseen. About Seeking Unseen? Yes. Okay, Seeking that unseen. is... I wrong here. I'm just reading one note here. Josh can... Okay, Josh put the K back in. Good. <laughs> now it's Seeking Unseen. I tell us about Seeking Unseen. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just... It threw me because that's the second book in the series. Um... <laughs> Okay, so the Seeking Unseen is the second book in my young adult series, uh, young adult fantasy series. Um, I can't tell a, a, a lot about it because, you know, spoilers. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> you can include Finding Angel, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so the, the Finding Angel is, is kind of, it's a fantasy, but it's also a mystery. And um, in Finding Angel, the main character, Angel, discovers that she is actually um, from another place. I mean, it's, it's, it's here on Earth. It's not like a different dimension or anything. But she is from a, a, an island where people can do magic. And um, she discovers she is part of a very important prophecy. And someone is actually after her trying to steal the magic that she has. And so um, in Seeking Unseen, um, things shift a little bit. Um, Angel is still the main character partly, but her she has a friend, uh, Melinda, that actually ends up 
she's yeah. Melinda ends up following Angel back, and um, this story ends up shifting, and it becomes pretty much Melinda's Melinda's story, kind of discovering her own magic, but also um, again solving another mystery on the island with um, some very bizarre happenings and a mysterious guy showing up doing some mysterious things. Okay. Cool. So, what made you write uh, this story? Um, okay. She was contractually <laughs> obligated because it's book two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. All right, you're going to answer the question for me. <laughs> um, actually, okay, well, what made me write the series, period, um, honestly, I, I'm not one of those people that like always, always knew I was going to be a writer. Um, I actually, for most of my life, like from my bio, you can tell I kind of like jumped around a bit. I was an artist. I'm still an artist, but that's what I thought I was going to do. Um, then I went on to get a degree in biology and I ended up teaching math. Now I'm homeschooling and writing was one of those things that I always wanted to do, but I just didn't really think that I could and mm -hmm. so um, one day I just I was having a conversation with my husband and um, I don't even remember exactly what we're talking about I just remember him saying saying to me I've always said if you want to write a book I'll be supportive and I was like I never said that and he's like oh yes you did so mm -hmm. I just sat down and started <laughs> writing and I didn't really have like you know, I didn't have anything plotted out. I didn't have anything really planned. I just knew that um, every story that had ever really appealed to me was about, like, you know, an average kid or maybe slightly weird kid who <laughs> discovers that <laughs> discovers that he or she is part of another world, and and that world has magic and and mythical creatures and different new. That had to be the focus of the story. I love mysteries. I love science. There's a lot of sciencey stuff, and and I'm you know I'm obviously I'm really into science with a biology degree, and um and the books kind of involve all those different aspects of my personality: the artist, the scientist, um, the fantasy lover. It all just kind of merged in. I just started taking all those different aspects, and uh, they just sort of melded together as I wrote the story. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what was the best part of writing these books for you as the author? Honestly, just I could really do it. I like I said, it wasn't something that I really thought I was I could do. I you know, I spent most of my life an hour, you know, I'm I'm the science geek, whatever. I never thought I can be a writer. And mm -hmm. so sitting down and actually accomplishing it and realizing, wow, I I can do this and I can actually do it well. That was that was pretty cool. Cool. Maybe if you face north and raise your phone over your head and your leg over the back of a chair, we can hear you better. <laughs> no juggling poo rabbits. <laughs> no, no, not rabbits, aluminum foil. My mistake, sorry. Yes. Anyway, do you have a favorite character and if so, why? A favorite character from my books, or just a favorite character, period? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, favorite character from Ezekiel 15. That cleared it up so much. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, what? Uh, favorite character, who's your favorite character from Seeking Unseen? Favorite character from my book, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That would be that would be Kalik. Favorite character from my books would be Kalik. Kalik is um, he's Elvin, and he is a musician. He plays guitar and he sings. Uh, he actually plays an electric guitar. But the electric guitar is not powered by electricity. It's powered by magic. And, cool. Um, yeah, and he's kind of, he's, let's see, how did I just, in the Seeking Unseen, I kind of described him as like um, heavy metal meets Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. <laughs> you know, I think they actually made that album, if you were to <laughs> <laughs> that that would make an interesting rock band. Hobbits on the bongos. So, uh, what's something that uh, the readers of Seeking Unseen would be surprised to know about either you or about the novel itself? Oh, wow. Um, something they would be surprised to know about me. Probably, I don't know if people or not, but when you read the book, Melinda and Angel, they seem really, really nerdy and geeky and Melinda's kind of um, she's kind of angry and she's a little bit punk and um, they're really kind of both me at the same time hmm. two different aspects of my personality when I was younger mm -hmm. yeah they're kind of opposite too in some ways yeah but, so yeah so, Kat, did you feel that your books had to be written in this particular setting, and if so, why? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily have to be the the geographical location that I chose. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on planet Earth, that's completely incidental. Um, the the island I have it situated off the coast of Ireland. I just did that because. Ireland is some place I've always wanted to go, and they have and you know there's beautiful land there, but it yeah. could be anywhere mm -hmm. in that respect. But as far as the island itself and the you know the setting with the the description of the 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 flora and the fauna and everything like that, absolutely because the the in the books the the setting is really kind of like um, a character in and of itself. It's mm -hmm. it's a major part of the story. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, if you had changed the location, how do you think that would have changed the book? I, I honestly, I just can't even imagine the story being someplace else. Um, so much of the plants and everything like that, they play such a huge important part of the story that mm -hmm. I just can't, I can't see it being in a, in a different place, you know, like if it was... Mm -hmm. 
shifted to, you know, an urban fantasy or something like that, then all of that would go away or science fiction, you mm -hmm. know, it just, it mm -hmm. wouldn't work. So, yeah. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird to have it in Manhattan here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your punk rock elf uh, playing at some dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> There's a challenge for you in there, Kat. I'm you sure. Change a setting to outer space and have elves. In <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so getting slightly back on track, what's your favorite scene in the book? Okay, my favorite scene in Seeking Unseen. Oh, wow, this is hard. Um, <laughs> my brain is so full of the third book right now because I just mm -hmm. finished writing that recently. I'm having a hard time going back and thinking <laughs> about stuff that happened in the second one. <laughs> Okay, how about in the first two total? Would that be easier? The, yeah, actually, okay, so in the first book, there's a scene between the main character, Angel, and um, Calic, the elven rocker. <laughs> and my favorite scene in that book is actually when he really shows, like, his personal side. Um, mm -hmm. There's a point where Angel ends up going to him and asking him some questions kind of about the history of... Um, the relationship between Calix's best friend Gregor and um, Calix's sister. And he ends up telling her kind of a, a story about the history of his family. So what is uh, a fascinating uh, thing that you had to Google or research in the course of writing this series? And did the answer surprise you? <laughs> well, actually, I didn't have to Google a whole lot. One of the reasons I like fantasy is I can kind of like make everything up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to I don't have to research a lot. But um yep. <laughs> in the in the in the beginning in the first book, the one character Gregor, he lives on a farm and he has sheep. And so I had to like Google stuff about sheep shearing and like what season of the year somebody would shear a sheep and how you would do that and it's pretty mundane but it was kind of odd for me because I'm thinking you know this is this land with dragons and all these different things and here I am looking up sheep <laughs> <laughs> if anybody calls you know, you just tell them no no they're magic sheep so it's okay <laughs> they're magic sheep which, which is the only thing that the dragons will eat yeah, <laughs> yeah. So are of course, there... everybody knows the dragons won't eat clowns because they taste funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kat, are there any authors that you'd recommend? Oh, there are a lot of authors that I recommend. Um, obviously, J.K. Rowling. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, some of my other mm -hmm. favorites... Um, Brandon Sanderson, but mm -hmm. I like his young adult stuff. And um, Brandon Mull, who wrote the Fable Haven series, 
There's another, um, I like a lot of books that kind of sit on the edge of middle grade and young adult. So that's where I end up finding a lot of my favorite authors. Cornelia Funk. Um, I discovered a new author the past couple of years named Sage Blackwood. Wrote a really cool uh, sort of like middle grade, young adult fantasy series. Those are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? Yes, your I, favorite superhero. Um, Actually, I think Iron Man. Please don't be that one. Please don't be that one. Yes! Don't be that one. Iron Man? <laughs> you know. What did you say? Hey, Captain I, America. <laughs> Captain America. I love Darn Cap, it. too. Trust me, I love Cap. <laughs> but, yeah. Iron Man's cool. He's <laughs> really cool. And he just, like, he is who he is. He is, like, unapo- unapologetically. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's why I like him, too. So. One of the, I, I read a neat thing yeah. on the internet that I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, in some of the scenes in the Avengers where he's offering him food to uh, Captain America, everybody, you know, like, oh, Blueberry, he, Robert Downey Jr. is actually hiding food on the set. And yeah. not actually scripted at all. Yeah, I heard that too. I'm like, pretty sure it's not. There he is. And like perfectly in character for Iron Man, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and. Uh, Great. They actually tried to track down all the food, uh, and he just kept hiding it in different places and, like, surprising them with it, which is great. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and who is your uh, who is your spec fit captain? If you had to choose one. Uh, okay. First one that pops. The card. All right. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The card proofs. <laughs> I've talked to what three of us now. At, so. at least I'm not keeping score. <laughs> <laughs> you know we really we really should go back and tally all these. Okay, that's and your job, Aaron. Some statistics on. Oh boy. Yeah, you, you can take that <laughs> I already it's, listened to all of the episodes at least three times. <laughs> it's what you get for eating black jelly beans. <laughs> so for our listeners, hey, black jelly beans Aaron is delicious. eating black. <laughs> Aaron's been eating black jelly beans and offering them to us through the camera. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kat, what's up next for you? You said you had finished Took Island three. I do. Uh, yeah, I um, I have. Well, I should say I have the first draft finished. Right now, it is um, steeping. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I'm leaving it alone for a while. Got to separate myself from it for a bit. But then I plan on um, going back to editing. Actually, hopefully within the next week or so. And cool. um, I also have a. You need a beta reader. I will be beta readers. Yes, Aaron. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. As long-time <laughs> listeners, you know, the only reason I've gotten into writing is to buddy up to others so I can beta read stuff early. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love beta That's reading. I actually just beta read a couple of books the past couple of weeks. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, so I have that um, in the works. I have. I'm being um, reading one right now. Well, <laughs> not right now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, we broke liberty. Mission accomplished. Yes. I'm not Let's that far gone. To keep it going. All right, where were we again? Um, <laughs> this week, I'm yellow this week, so I would be right there. I said that. Are we sure? Did we ask what was up next? Yeah, we, yeah you did. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, totally. Yeah, that's when you started asking for a beta reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what got me. Got completely sidetracked. Oh, right. um, I guess we didn't really yeah, ask. I'll give you. Yeah, I guess we didn't really ask uh, when Took Island 3 you think it'll be out. Yeah. I am. Well, I would really, really, really love for it to be out by Realm Makers. I'm not 100% sure that that's going to happen, but I'm going to try really, really hard. It will definitely be out before the end of the year, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. I guess it depends on how much... Uh... Huh? No, you go ahead. Okay, sorry. Y'all started breaking up there for a second. Ha! Revenge. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh. <laughs> You're really hoping it'd be out by something? I, don't know. I said I'm hoping it'll be out by Realm Makers. I guess it depends on, you know, how much my editor shreds it. <laughs> how much work Legit. I'm going to have. <laughs> Darn editors. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, haven't we already had your editor on the show? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Grace. Well, she is one editor. Yes. Okay. She's not. She's not the content tear it apart editor. She's like oh, okay. the. She's like the final polish editor. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Where can we find your books? Um, mainly you know, Amazon. Up under a fantasy in a magical huh? island, or. Do we have, do we have to go dig them up under a molehill on a magical island? Or? <laughs> you might be able to do that. Um, no, mainly they're they're Amazon. Amazon. Um, you can also get the ebook on Barnes and Noble for Nook, but um, Kindle and print on Amazon. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not-for-profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for-profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs>